0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Stuart from Christchurch, Opelousas. And with me, as always, is Pastor Brandon Neely, the lead pastor of all of Christchurch. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the dangers of a dispensational worldview. Mm. This is where I need the ta ta ta, like that sound effect to go in the background. Yeah, that would it be is it. very dangerous. It would be a nice play. Mm, I like it. So, where are we? Where are we starting today, Pastor Brandon?
1: Well, I am uh, officially glad to be here and glad to be back we after have taking uh, several weeks hiatus. Mm, that's true. We have been gone for a while. We've been gone for quite a while. Yeah. So, our devoted listeners from here and uh, all the way to uh, India, mm. and I'm sure they miss us.
0: But, but we are glad to be back. I'm sure they do too. There's probably some. I bet if we put an address out, they would send us like small gifts for return. I think so. I think well,
1: fortunately, this uh, recording will pop up in their um, feed because they've subscribed to the podcast. Oh, that's right. If you haven't done
0: that yet, you can go to iTunes. Wait, no, iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Apple Podcasts. There you go. There it is. Or any place that you find podcasts and subscribe to our feed for Rapture Radio, and then every time that we drop a new episode, it'll land right there on your phone. There you like go, like
1: magic. Yeah, there you go. No witches so, burned. Today we're talking about the dispensational worldview and the dangers of it. Now, we're not talking about dispensationalism per se, Mm. because there are many people who would say they are not dispensationalists.
0: Mm. That's true. Because
1: later in life, they um, converted over to historic premillennialism or amillennialism. Yeah, the young, restless reform movement. Yeah, but they unwittingly, I would say... Hold on to some of the dangerous aspects of a dispensational worldview without even realizing it. Yes, that's right. Without oh. realizing it, and this this can be uh, damaging to someone's faith and damaging to the church as a whole. And so we're going to sort of um, reveal or um, uncover the worldview that lurks beneath the surface mm. of many uh, amillennialists and um, historic premillennialists and probably postmillennialists as well. Mm. Um, but that this, we uh, don't even know. Yeah, that's right. That we, we don't even know. So we'll start by that. just basically saying what the main aspect of dispensationalism is. Okay, go. The main aspect is is this that when Jesus announced the kingdom on Palm Sunday, okay. they waved the palm fronds, he they shouted Hosanna, son of David. Right. Behold, he comes to you lowly. Seated on the fold of a donkey, Zechariah chapter nine. That's right, fulfilling right. the prophecy of Zechariah, that when he announced that kingdom, and everybody knew what he was doing when he oh, did that. Oh yeah, son of David, he's come to That's take why upon the there, throne. There with the palm fronds. That's right. They were um, waiting for him to take over the the presidency. You know, they they right. finally found the right man to sit in office. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's really true. They, they really believed now we would have an earthly kingdom which could rival the Romans and, and, and bring about a Jewish millennium. Mm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. didn't understand the nature of the kingdom. You know, they didn't understand the nature of Jesus himself. Right. Um, but uh, the dispensational worldview believes that when Israel rejected Jesus' offer of the kingdom, that Jesus then postponed it until his second coming. Mm. That the kingdom was scheduled to be inaugurated and kicked off Mm -hmm. at the first coming, Mm -hmm. but the rejection of it postponed it to the second coming.
0: Interesting. That is the basic tenet of dispensationalism. So Jesus was only coming to literally be king of only Israel.
1: No, no, no. no, no, Now, we have to separate the the, uh, misunderstanding of the nature of the kingdom from the issue of the timing of the kingdom. Okay, Okay. Israel... Was confused about the nature of the kingdom.
0: Okay, okay, and in,
1: in many in in many ways they rejected Jesus because he wouldn't run for office. Okay, like he he wouldn't uh, assume the the, the the presidency. Right, you okay. know he wouldn't uh, push their platform. And they were waiting for that,
0: like as we know, because zealots were ready to do the do the work that they thought they were supposed to be doing whenever the Messiah showed up. Taking it by force, moving forward.
1: People, people were anticipating a, uh, the Messiah to appear at mm. that time period. Um, but the nature of the Messiah's rule, the nature of the kingdom, they didn't understand. And, mm-hmm. and they did reject Jesus for those reasons. Okay. You know? um, however, what we're talking about here is, is not the fact that Israel rejected the kingdom. We're talking about the fact that the dispensationalists see that rejection mm-hmm. as a surprise. Okay. They would even say that the rejection of the kingdom was not foretold in the Old Testament, and that when they rejected the kingdom, the kingdom was then postponed. Interesting. So we have in the biblical timeline, a, well, at this point, a 2,021-year gap. Mm. And we're still waiting for the return of Christ mm-hmm. and for the inauguration of the kingdom, which would then go on in the millennial kingdom mm-hmm. for a 1,000 years. It would be a Jewish political state. Okay, Jesus would rule with a bureaucracy of Christians over, you know, basically over the world, um, okay, and over the nations, and then. At that point in the future, all the promises of the Millennial Kingdom, the beating of swords into plowshares, peace to the nations, all the nations streaming into Jerusalem, would all then be fulfilled in that future time. Okay. But in this current time, this current parentheses that was not foretold of, Mm -hmm. we cannot anticipate any of those promises coming true. Whoops. You see see what the problem? That's why I'm saying it is the dangerous. Right, right dispensational worldview, mm-hmm, 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 okay? Mm-hmm. This postponement worldview, right, it neuters the church of faith, mm. because God has given us promises, millennial promises, kingdom promises, right. promises of peace and shalom and grace and justice that come on the wings of the kingdom. Right. But if we say the kingdom has not yet been fully inaugurated... Then we're not looking for it. Then we don't believe in the promises. And we're not working for it. We're just we, sitting we, back. we reject the promises. Mm. We lack faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dispensationalism robs from us faith. And faith is the victory which overcomes the world. Why do we see the church not overcoming the world and the world system these days? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have no faith, no faith in the promises. Mm-hmm. The kingdom promises. Mm. Because we're still waiting on the second coming. When the kingdom was inaugurated, on the first coming. Right. Right. It also causes us to retreat from culture. Yes. There's no hope. Right. So why engage? Yeah. We We're just, going to lose. As John MacArthur says, Christians lose. We will not win. It's crazy
0: to me that Johnny Mac says that.
1: That's right. <laughs> I, mean, there's, I have some more quotes from, us, uh, from John Mac in a, in a second. But yeah, it causes the retreat of culture. The last 150 years of Christians retreating from culture mm-hmm. is primarily because of the dispensational worldview. Hmm. Yeah. I could definitely see that. It causes us to abdicate the world to the devil. Mm -hmm. It causes us to shrink away from society thinking that there is no hope for society Mm -hmm. because there's no promises for society because it is irrelevant because we are in this parenthesis.
0: And it causes us to um, kind of be a little bit ashamed of other people who try to engage culture.
1: Well, sure. Those who engage in culture, those who, quote, fight the culture wars, those Mm. who don't just conserve, let's just conserve, let's just conserve, but they're ready to confront and to advance and and to use the tools that God has given us, the weapons of our warfare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those who use those weapons are then shamed by those who think... Why are you doing this? What's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the use? You're only making unnecess- enemies unnecessarily. Right. You're only causing division unnecessarily. Why would we, you be so divisive? We can't expect the world to obey Jesus' commandments. Yeah, right. No, we're called to disciple the world to obey his commandments. That's exactly what it's Jesus said. Commission. That's exactly right. That's right. So you see how conservatism, right. the idea of conserving the status quo, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: works perfectly with the idea of a postponed kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we're not conservatives. Alone, Sure, we can serve what is left over from Christendom, mm-hmm. but we need to be confronting, advancing, right. pushing, right. using the weapons of our warfare, Amen. which are mightier than the sword. Amen. What are those weapons given for us? Mm-hmm. What's the point of all that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It has stripped us, this postponement ideology... This waiting for the second coming mm-hmm. to have any success and any victory... It's made us passive. It's made us passive. Right. It's, it's justified our irresponsibility Ooh. and our abdication mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Let, the, let the lost souls run the government. Mm-hmm. Let them take care of society at large. Right. Let us just have our family, maybe our church, mm-hmm. conserve what we have, Live the good life. But as we've seen with... You then know, go to heaven when we
0: die. ...the last 18 months or so, that when just conserving doesn't actually do anything, because now we have the government moving into the church as well, That's trying right. to control it and influence it. That doesn't... And, it's not effective. And what
1: do the conservatives do? One issue after the next, they seed ground. They mm-hmm. see Conservatives always lose. hmm It's like trying to uh, win a football game and never play offense. That's
0: right. Of course you're going to lose if all you're doing is trying to stop somebody else. You can
1: slow them down. Right. And I'm happy that you slow them down. Right. But eventually, if you don't ever have the ball, you don't score any points. Well, and
0: and a true like a good football team will have their offense on the field more times than the other team. That's how they win. (laughs) That's the whole strategy. That's the strategy. They wear the defense out by keeping the defenders out on the field and getting them tired. And then they just don't know. What is on, modern <laughs> modern
1: evangelicalism says we will not win the game. Right. There's no use in even playing offense. The right. key is to snatch a few brands from the fire, get a few people persuaded with our arguments right. before the end. Before everything wraps up. And that's interesting to me that John MacArthur would say that
0: because he went on the offense for a little bit functionally. There, whenever I do they believe were all he's uh,
1: inconsistent in many ways with if, that, he, and he's he, a good man. Don't get us wrong. No. The sensationalist. Uh, we're going to be in teacher. heaven with him. Yeah, that's right. But Great. Their world is dangerous. I think all that
0: stuff's true. But he, whenever he was in the lockdown, I remember him releasing a video, maybe even a series of videos, to everybody who followed him being like, "In the lockdowns, we're going back to church." He was taking a moment to put himself out there to advance. Mm-hmm. even in light of that particular
1: worldview. I find that interesting and kind of inconsistent. Listen to what John MacArthur says. He says, If Jesus came to bring his kingdom to earth, to reign and establish what was promised, but Israel refused, then what happened to the kingdom? The kingdom cannot come until the nation of Israel receives the king. It has to be postponed to a future time, the second coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: See, that's the rub. That's the rub. Then why did... So what about these promises? This is weird. Rule over all nations? Right. Postpone. Peace to the nations? Zechariah chapter 9? Postponed. Postpone. Joy to the world as far as the curse might be found? Postpone. Dang. Dang, man. Beating That's... swords into plowshares? Postponed. It's way later. That happens in another thousand Jesus's years. Jesus' rule of justice and salvation over all?
0: Postponed. It's interesting. So you can't really... Then why even bother applying all of the Bible to anything?
1: Ah, now we're coming. Now we're uh, really uh, getting to the dangers uh, of the dispensational <laughs> worldview. Because if you don't have the kingdom, you don't have the kingdom's law.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So what law do you have? Nothing. The world's law. You have common grace. I bet you that would be the uh, argument. We've got common. <laughs> we got common no, grace. What you end up having is social justice law, mm-hmm. progressive law, mm-hmm. uh, right wing and left wing enlightenment law. Yep. But what you don't have is whole Bible, kingdom law. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're getting ahead of ourselves. Dang, right? man. So Dang. as a result of this postponement ideology, this dispensational worldview, which is imbibed and held sort of presuppositionally by most Christians, okay. even, those who even those who reject dispensationalism, still have this, um, the effects of this worldview deep inside of them. Right, right, right. right. Um, so as a result, there is little hope for society at large, Only on small, tiny scale can individuals be transformed here and there Mm -hmm. and make a little difference here and there, but there's no hope for society at large. And people assume a negative view of the future. Mm. The world is going down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is held by most, even those who reject the basic tenets of dispensationalism. Mm. Mm -hmm. So if you were to look, and maybe some of our listeners can help us with this, find us some verses predicting the overall defeat of the kingdom in this world. (laughs) If you believe the kingdom started when Jesus came the first time, unlike the dispensationalists, that's Mm -hmm. fine, and you still believe that the world is negative, the kingdom is advancing, it's growing as a mustard seed, but you still think it's going to be small and be defeated and the world eventually, the devil's eventually going to win, find me some verses in the Bible that predict... The defeat of the kingdom in this world. Mm.
0: Well, I bet you the first one that they would go to, if I'm putting myself in the shoes and play a devil's advocate, I would say, All right, well, um, Paul talks about how, of course, we're going to be persecuted. Lambs to the slaughter. Like, we know that's coming. That's right. That's a promise for all of us, not
1: just a promise for the church immediately. That's right. That would be my intuition. Jesus predicted all of his disciples would die eventually on principle. Mm. He told them for a little while to um, preach, and when, when it gets hot, run. You know, we're, we're not establishing Alamos in every town. We're getting the word out. But he did say eventually a point would come where you'd have to draw a line in the sand. Eventually, you know, you'd die on principle. Mm. That will happen. Mm-hmm. But um, when we suffer and when we die, we still win. Mm. That's what people don't understand. The cross of Christ is followed up by the resurrection mm. and the ascension. Mm hmm. We can't say that all of Christian history is marked by the cross without also saying, and the resurrection. Amen. And the ascension. Well, and because heard, the kingdom has come. It has begun. So I love biographies, and I, I
0: love like missionary biographies, too. And there's so many stories of, of the first missionary, the first like, person to bring the gospel to an area, going there, living a terrible life, dying a horrible, torturous death, and then revival breaks out in that particular region right. that we went to. Like we something? we see that story happen over and yeah, over. Right again. out of the
1: book of Acts, Acts chapter 4, Peter and John are arrested. Yep. And 5000 men are saved.
0: 5000 households. The stoning of Stephen, same situation. Boom. Like we see we see it happen over and over in the Bible
1: and in real life. We're not saying there's going to be an absence of personal suffering. Mm. What we're saying is that the kingdom will be victorious. Amen. Okay, there's n- <laughs> those two things are not a dichotomy. Right. 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 The kingdom wins when we endure Individual suffering and when we endure individual um you know pleasure. Right. Uh, in season and out of season. Right.
0: All right. Let me go let me go to let me do a, got another, another one? devil's advocate argument. Sure. Well, it just seems so bad in America right now, Brandon. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. how could we is this? The winning? church in
1: America is definitely being judged, being disciplined. Mm. You know. But I mean, think about what it would have been like to be a Christian in Babylon. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> Not like it's bad breezy. now. <laughs>
1: Think about what it was like for Elijah when he's under the broom tree, thinking he's the only Christian left on the whole planet.
0: That's right. And God had to reassure him, no, man, there's a remnant. It's it's going to be all right. There's a season.
1: The the kingdom advances two steps forward, one step back.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's not a uniform positive line up, up, up and away. Right. It's a struggle. Yeah. It's a war. Yeah. There's a tug of war. There's a back and forth. It's not simplistic. It's not a, a, a computer program. Right. Right. Well, so and
0: uh, one of the illustrations that I like to use with folks is if you look at the Old Testament, it's called the sawtooth history of
1: Israel. It's a lot of ups and downs, but the general trajectory is down. And that's very true. Things aren't getting better. And you'll notice that's also a pushback on this particular point I'm making, that all throughout the Bible we see things getting worse and worse and worse. But that's when... Jesus shows up. Then Boom. Jesus shows up. <laughs> he takes the throne. That's, that's right. the whole point. Right. The whole point is that things get worse and worse and worse right. until... The true king arrives, right? And right. and and now, when he touches a leper, the leper becomes clean. Mm, you see, there in, old, in the old testament, right there. Yeah, in the old testament, That'll the old testament, the leper touches you. You now you're dirty. Dirtiness wins. Defilement wins. Mm-hmm. Sin wins. Mm-hmm. Things are negative. But now, now, as Zechariah says, the very last verse of the entire book, even the bells on the horses will become holy. Everything's going to be holy. All the mm-hmm. cups that all the Gentiles drink out of, it's all going to be holy. Mm-hmm. Before, everything was defiled. Everything was unclean.
0: Right, right, right. So we still have a sawtooth history. It just goes the other way. Absolutely. And the trajectory is
1: up. Absolutely. Mm, I like oh, that. Oh, it's right there. If people yeah. could just, if, if People could just <laughs> see it, right? Man, man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff, All right? But hey, find me some verses predicting the overall defeat of the kingdom in this world. Mm. When Jesus says, go into, the, go into all nations, baptizing them, discipling them, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded, and lo, I am with you, even to the end of the age. Find somewhere in that context of that verse, <laughs> the disciples thinking, no. This isn't going to work. This ain't going to work well. <laughs> no, the, the metaphor was, pull up the net. It's too heavy, too many fish coming out of it. It's yeah. so big, the boat's about to sink.
0: That's right. That's right. Amen.
1: Amen. we've got to see the text we got to read the text we got to open up our eyes we've got to believe see there's a lack of faith mm. but it's a lack of faith that has been caused i do believe by a deeply held presuppositional worldview yeah that that was given to us from dispensationalism and it's it's just it's the air we breathe right and we we gotta we it's we have to we have to see it first and I think if someone can see it then they can overcome it yeah but it but it's deeply held within us just a not based on evidence, not proven, mm-hmm. but a, a presupposition, something held to, assumed, mm-hmm. without the evidence being presented, that things are getting bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the way we were raised.
0: Yeah. We look with mm-hmm. our eyes and not with the Bible.
1: Well, we, we look at the newspaper, we look on the television, and we find things to confirm our bias. Mm-hmm. Sure, we're like the nightly news. Like, whatever story fits our agenda, we throw it in there. Right. Right. But that's not how we determine the truth of human history. Right. We that's determine right. the reality by looking at the promises. Let the promises of the Bible um, deconstruct your presuppositions mm-hmm. about the future of this world. Amen. 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 Get to work. well. <laughs> few more dangers. Okay, go. All right, we got to we got to get to these in particular. Okay, go. All right. Um, we believe in the whole Bible. Ooh, we were talking about this earlier. Dispensationalists, in that worldview, right. breaks the Bible into Old and New Testament, mm. so then now you have Israel and New Testament believers. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. New Testament believers. Mm-hmm. This is why you will go to dispensational preachers' websites and find very few sermons on the Old Testament. Mm. The Old Testament will only be used as illustrations to make New Testament points.
0: Right, right, that's right. And for a long time, I was minded that way. You know, True. I was. I we was all were for a little while, and sure. so I was just like, "Well, I got to preach other." We were Testament. born that way. You can't do the Old Testament; it doesn't really
1: apply to us. It's more like history.
0: Yeah. Except the problem is that Jesus doesn't say that.
1: No, not at all. I yeah. mean, what Bible did Paul use to preach from? Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, the the New Testament quotes the Old Testament promises time and time and time again, and he never
0: regarded his. If you If you look at Paul's writings, you know, he never regarded his writings as a replacement. He said. Um, read these letters and the other scriptures yeah, and come to, absolutely. like, that was his instructions to people. Well, what you can read the Old
1: them. Testament. You get to the end of the Old Testament of follow-up with Zechariah. Mm-hmm. Zechariah says the, the Messiah is coming, lowly, on a on a horse. Mm-hmm. Micah, he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Malachi is right there, right there at the end. You get the the strong impression, okay, this is not finished yet. Right. The, no Messiah ever came. 400 years go by. Mm-hmm. Then what? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. the Jews, they got out ahead of themselves, and they finished it up. You know, you have the Talmud, um, and you have the various commentaries on that. They kind of finished up the Bible mm-hmm. with, with that, mm-hmm. uh, the Mishnah and the Talmud. Um, but then Jesus arrives and puts the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. He's the capstone. He's the cornerstone. He finishes it up. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the apostles writing the accounts of what took place, mm-hmm. clarifying the teaching, and then prophecy is sealed. At the, book of, the end of the book of Reveli- Revelation, it says, this is sealed, seal up the book, that's it. Mm-hmm. As Daniel foretold, at the end of the, at seven, end of the 70 weeks, the prophecies would be, would be fulfilled, mm-hmm. it would be finished, mm-hmm. prophecies would cease when that which is perfect comes, it would be sealed, it would be done, and now we have the whole uh, written revelation of God, both Old Covenant and New Covenant,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
1: it's a unity, there's a unity there. Right. I can get them the Old Testament, I can open it up, and I can take those promises for me. Amen. In context, obviously.
0: Right. 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 Um,
1: but they're for me. I don't, I don't have to look at them and be like, is, or, is this for the Jewish political state? Or is this for the church? Right. Right. Yeah. So um, there's also a unity of salvation for all. And, and a lot of this is, uh, is changing now, but the old school dispensationalists said that the Jews were saved one way and we're saved another way. Hmm. They take that, that unity of salvation and divide it into two different forms of salvation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's dangerous. Right. Um, also... There's a unity of God's people. We're all God's people. Mm. The church throughout the ages, the assembly Mm -hmm. throughout all the ages. There's not Jews and Jews have one uh, or one group and Gentiles another group. We are all um, the church. Amen. We we are grafted into the commonwealth of Israel. Right, 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 right. We are all the bride of Christ. There's not a sharp distinction between... Israel no, the they're, they're saved the same way that we are saved. That's right. Right? Amen. And if you have these errors of dispensationalism, it makes the, the way you read the Bible totally confused. Right. And, and it takes away the promises. It, ta- it's, it, it is dangerous. It is deadly. Mm-hmm. Right? We have also a unity of God's purposes. The purpose of God in all of things is to restore all things that were lost under Adam through Christ. Amen. Joy to the world as far as the curse might be found. Right? Dispensationalists say there's two purposes: an earthly kingdom purpose for Israel and a heavenly purpose for the church. Mm. You can see the dangers of this, right? Right. We we forsake the world as, as lesser than. Right. We evangelize just so people can have fire insurance, so that they can die right. and go to hell. You right. know, go to heaven when they die. Yep. Right. This causes abdication. It causes us to forget about multi generational faithfulness, multi generational advancing of the kingdom. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. There's also, it breaks apart the unity of the law, all of God's hmm. law, for all of God's people, for all of time. Right. It tears that apart. So now we have ethics for Jews in the Old Testament, ethics for, in, for, for the church in the New Testament. Right. We don't know what to apply to whom and to when.
0: Right. That's right. That's right. And it makes conversations with understanding how to live now... That much more difficult. (laughs) Oh my, so we could go on and
1: on and on about the dangers of the dispensational worldview. Right. But I hope that, if anything, our listeners have had their eyes open. Mm. Perhaps they can begin to see that they have held, without biblical evidence, the presupposition that the world is going down, that the kingdom is going to lose, that we're just gonna snatch a few brands from the fire before it all burns. Right. 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 Instead of kingdom advance, right. the mountain of the Lord growing to be the greatest of all mountains. The gates H- of hell, The rule of, his, of his kingship being from sea to sea. Right. From Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. Uh, we've got to change the way we see all of that. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. I want to encourage you, if you've got questions about today's episode, you can email me, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at wearechristchurch.com. We'd be happy to answer your questions in our next show. I'd also like to invite you, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe to our podcast and check out other podcasts that we have on the uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts, different feeds. Um, You can find us with God and Government, Household and Homestead, and of course, the one that you're listening to right now, Rapture Radio. Uh, I'd like to thank you so much again for joining with us, and we will see you all next time.